You're listening to a podcast from 702. Every Wednesday, we get together with Nikki Bosch to see if she's got any thoughts, any insights on how we could win at work and life during COVID-19. And today our focus is on education. And some of the news coming out of the education department has been very interesting. So in a bid to salvage what is left of the academic year, while we practice things like um, social distancing, um, the Department of uh, Basic Education has uh, put out and has is talking about the kind of proposals they're considering at the moment around reopening of schools. And the idea is to reopen them on a phase bases. Um, so learners should not share desks for one and must sit about 1.5 meters apart. Um, and this is one of the ideas in a draft uh, uh, post-COVID-19 lockdown recovery plan that the Department of Basic Education is looking at. So they are in the middle of discussions with teacher unions and governing body uh, associations. And they did a lot of that last week. Um, and some of the details that have come out of these draft proposals are that um, learners and staff members will not be allowed to hug or shake hands, which, of course, is going to permeate the rest of society. So it's expected that these be the same in schools as well. And then they're also uh, they're these phased in back to school dates, um, such as May 6, um, grade 12s and grade 7s returning to school. And then, say, another couple of weeks later, May 20, uh, grade 11 and grade 6, and then grade 10 and uh, five uh, on June. So with the dates, with as we go on in the year with two weeks apart or so, you reintroduce two more grades and you're constantly monitoring how things are going within the school. Uh, but of course, there are great concerns about the sort of the lack of infrastructure and the historical uh, lack within our schools. Things like physical distancing in an overcrowded classroom is just not going to be possible. And these are mostly in our townships and our rural areas with classes that have students in the 40s up to the 60s. How can you? How can you possibly uh, um, have uh, physical distancing? So it continues to be a challenge when we think of how this um, school year, this academic year can be salvaged. Um, and we also have to consider next year. So there are all sorts of possibilities on the table. But in the meantime, lots of you as parents have had to step in into that role of teacher. How difficult has that been for you? You know, supervising your children to make sure that they keep up with the curriculum, they keep up with the, with their education. And perhaps when they, where the kids are unable to uh, learn a particular section, you've had to intervene. How was that intervention? Were you able to successfully, you know, help them uh, grasp a concept? Love your feedback on this question because it's something that confronts all of us as parents at this time because Nikki has said our kids need routine. So they need to roughly wake up, um, wake up roughly at the same time that they used to and their day needs to be structured um, in the midst of what is uncertainty, we can at least give them a structured day. So 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs, your WhatsApps and your voice notes on 072-702-1702. Nikki, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Azania. 
So I know your kids are all grown, so you haven't really have you haven't had to do it yourself. But my son is in grade nine this year, and uh, luckily, you know, he goes to a school that did put in. Um, strategy as to how classes will continue um during the lockdown so he had school for the bulk he's had school for the bulk of this lockdown so you were right about ensuring that he wakes up um prepares for the morning gets into that school mode and he would sit through it till about one o'clock you know with breaks in between and it was quite interesting to to observe and to sometimes you know um, eavesdrop to hear what the conversation is like between him and the teachers and the other students using various uh, platforms and so what's been the experience of many of the people that you you consult with that you assist well as I, I think I'd like to start off this conversation by differentiating between a parent's role in doing school mm-hmm. at home versus homeschooling. Many of the cries we're hearing from parents who are in great distress at the moment is that now I'm homeschooling my child. And actually, that is not the case. Somebody who homeschools their child deliberately they get the responsibility of selecting the curriculum Mm -hmm. as well as teaching the curriculum. What we're sitting with at the moment is doing school at home where you are now the guide alongside your child. As you said, you were eavesdropping on your son and his interaction Mm -hmm. with his teachers and his peers. We are supposed to be the guide alongside. We are actually not their teacher and we shouldn't be trying to be their teacher. We need to be taking our cues from the teacher and supporting children in obviously achieving and doing and finishing the tasks that are being set for them. One of the upsides that's coming through from Mm -hmm. this um, children doing school from home is that many children are actually taking responsibility for their own learning journey for the first time versus waiting for the teacher to say, yeah. now class do this, yeah. now class do that. And parents are actually looking in wonder at some of their children and going, oh, wow, mm. oh, wow, you can actually do this. Mm. And ha- seeing the baton of responsibility being almost shared between students, learners, and their teachers is quite an interesting dynamic. And, yeah, parents are being stretched because, of course, they have the multiple hats that they're wearing, working full-time from home, obviously being their their, their child's guide in terms of the education process, many people doing their own housework as well because they no longer have assistance. And that means our days are very long. And I think we've already mentioned this on the show. Our days are incredibly long and very, very taxing and tiring. And that brings me to talk about or use the word patience. Mm. We are having to (laughs) dig very deep (laughs) on the patience front, having patience with our children, having patience with their teachers, having patience with technology that may or may not be working Mm. and I had this in the past week where we had um, the internet dropping every 10 minutes, yeah. which was a complete, total and utter nightmare. And then the other thing is that schools are having to take into account a lot of differences. There's been that article going around on Facebook saying we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. Yeah, And that speaks to the fact that 
every single family has its own unique circumstances. There may not be sufficient devices for a child and a parent to be online at the same time. Mm. There are some children and, and schools are having schools that have the luxury of having been prepared already uh, with online learning or because they're private schools, they know that parents are in a better position to be able to have internet access and devices. Even then, they're having to literally go family by family, find out what kind of devices do you have? How many do you have? And what kind of connectivity do you have? In certain instances, schools are actually providing data packages. Yes. In certain instances, yes. yeah, they're having to understand that that this, there are two children in a class that only have access to the teacher via a cell phone. There is no computer in that house. Yes, you know, in fact, uh, you know, as you said, that we're all in the same storm, but we are in different boats. I just love that analogy because it really demonstrates as well that not one solution is going to work for all families or even the challenges from in one family are not going to be the same in terms of the challenges in another family. I got a, a message from my old school teacher saying that at hours at, at the school where I matriculated, um, you know, they're doing their best to make sure that the kids stay up to speed with the curriculum. They're trying to teach learners via Microsoft Teams, but so many of, of them, of the learners, have no data or devices, and lots of the staff are buying data for the learners uh, wherever they can, you know, um, and sometimes there isn't a phone or even a piece of technology that allows these learners to be able to, to, to link, you know, and she was asking if there's any way in which we could make an appeal or make, uh, you know, the, the people aware of just the kind of challenges that teaching is experiencing at the moment. And she hits the nail right on the head. I think that there is a school of thought amongst some parents. The teachers are doing nothing right now and they're kicking back and having tea on the couch and doing nothing. And I can honestly tell you that that is not the case. I'm in touch with many schools and many teachers and many school principals, and they are working 24 seven mm. to make this leap, uh, to, to actually continue teaching under extreme duress right now. And yes, we can say, of course, that maybe schools have not been listening, government has not been listening, changes haven't been made quickly enough. Because if you think about it, education has been overripe for disruption for a very long time. Yeah. We've been running seminars and workshops and conferences for years and years now, introducing teachers to apps and iPads and tablets and, 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 and I can go on and on and on. Mm. And of course, um, some schools have adopted these um, systems, new ways of doing things more than others. But I don't think there was any school that was 100% prepared to go completely online overnight. Yeah. But those who had been putting things in place gradually, and that's mostly, I would say, in your high schools, your private high schools, had been had been doing this for a long time. There's been digi, digi school, uh, you know, where certain lessons during the week, in fact, some schools up to about... Uh, five, six, seven years ago, we're doing digital schooling one day a week where mm -hmm. kids actually had to work from home mm. because they were looking at giving children a realistic experience of what being responsible for your own day looked like. Mm -hmm. And 
and having to deliver with nobody over your shoulder and having to use digital tools. And it actually worked very well. And what teachers did find over that time was that the marks that children got for what they handed in on the digi school day were actually often superior to marks that that they were obtaining at other times of the week. And I think that speaks to the connection between taking responsibility for my learning And if we go back to um, looking at my latest book, Future Proof Your Child, um, for the 2020s and beyond, which is all about parenting in an age of disruption, there's a framework in the book of how to future-proof your child. And it's a triangle. And at the bottom of the triangle is family. Mm -hmm. That is the base foundation for everything. And on top of that, the next level is curiosity and learning. Note I did not say the word school. Yeah, yeah. Every child is primed to learn because they are born curious. And one of the things that we need to ensure over this time of lockdown and phasing back into going back to school, which, as you've already mentioned, is likely to take two to three months by the time every child is back at school, is that we need to keep our child's curiosity and and love of learning intact. Mm. That means. (laughs) No, I want to pause there, Nikki, because Mm. um, I want to take a break so that we can afford this particular segment a little bit more time because I suspect it's really what's going to help our children uh, maximize this particular year, considering that they're not able to sit in the classroom. And that requires parents knowing how to nurture that curiosity and encourage this hunger for learning in our children. So let's take a break. My guest is Nikki Bush, and we're talking about how we can win at work and life during COVID-19. And the focus today is about how parents have had to step into the role of teachers. And as Nikki said, there is quite a distinction. It's not uh, homeschooling. It's actually schooling at home. And you are not trying to be the teacher by any means whatsoever, but you need to know what your role is in supporting your child learn from home. Let's take a break. And if you have any questions or comments about how this experience has been for you, give us a call on 011-8830702-31702 for your SMSs and your voice notes on 0727021702. Clark, and what an important conversation today on uh, uh, schooling at home. <laughs> there is a difference, as Nikki has outlined. Um, we've got a message here, Nikki. Let me quickly share it. And it says, a girl who lives down the road from us has to come sit at my house every day to use the internet so that she can continue her studies. This stresses my mom-in-law, but I'm not willing to put someone's future at risk for a potential health risk to us. Um, and so this is what uh, this family has decided to do because this particular, uh, this young girl needs access to the internet in order for her to continue studying. Wow. I mean, I know what you're admitting oh. to is problematic, but you've certainly made a decision that there shouldn't be a break in this particular young woman's life for her to continue uh, studying. And it just shows the extent of um, the problem in our society. In fact, I saw teachers who are continuing to assist with um, the school meal, the, the, the meal problem that the school runs, or rather that the government runs through the school, that they use that as an opportunity, not just to provide the learners with 
the meal, but they also use that as an opportunity to give them their homework um, and more material uh, when they come to collect their meals, more material for their schooling. So we, we've had to find ways to continue um, that communication between the teacher and the learner during this lockdown. But Wendy, uh, Nikki, just before the the break, you were talking about the things that we can do because we need to know what's expected of us. We're not expected to be the teacher, but there are things that we can do, of course, to keep our children ready and and um, in line with what uh, uh, the school system at least tries to tries to do, which is for them to to learn. Yes, as a, and and what what's actually happening right now is that the schools are having to trim the curriculum because they have lost teaching time. And if we go back to looking at the triangle and keeping curiosity and learning alive, what's happening is that schools are trimming the curriculum to the the essentials, which is numeracy, literacy, the core of the curriculum. Hmm. And the things that are now falling into the optional basket are the things that actually create a richness and a holistic education. The optional basket, and this ah. is because schools know that parents don't have enough time to to be the teacher. Mm-hmm. So they're saying this is the core that we need to get through. Mm-hmm. In the optional folder are things like life skills, art, design and technology, phys ed, uh, music, all those things that I guess just expand your child's mind, their experience, bring more emotion, more, more creativity into the whole learning experience. There isn't enough time for all of that now. That's sitting in the optional folder and that is where we as parents need to step in and not necessarily take that on as, as a, as a subject, as a teacher, but bear that in mind that life skills, you can pick up that baton by ensuring your kids help around the house. Mm-hmm. That's life skills and having conversations with your children that really matter around things like sexuality education, use of devices, um, you know, dangers on the internet. Um, what about um, for older children, subject choices, having conversations around that, mm-hmm. industries that are rising and falling. Um, due to what's going on right now, it's a very real live experience we can have very rich conversations that would fall into the life skills bucket. Um, when it comes to things like art, uh, there's so much creative stuff available and it's not stuff that's going to make your kids stressed, but make sure your kids are doing some creative stuff yeah. and make sure they're getting a little bit of exercise every day. It doesn't matter what your living environment, you need to make sure your kids do move. Those are the areas where we're having to do it differently to how it would be done at school. If you've got time and if you've got uh, the opportunity to delve into that optional file and go and pick out Mm -hmm. some of the ideas the teachers are cramming into those folders online for people to use, then go and do it by all means. But if all you can do is cope with the core curriculum, that is what is essential. And we have to be a little forgiving of ourselves right now because every parent is sitting in different circumstances. And this week, you might be on deadline for a massive strategic plan. And next week, it's already done. So next week, you've got more time. I think that schools are very, very aware Mm -hmm. of the fact that we're all in 
different situations and positions. And likewise, we have to respect the fact that all schools are in different situations and positions right now. And where we find ourselves is really highlighting the um, the fact that the, 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 the playing fields are not level. Yeah. They are so not level in our country. If there's one thing that COVID-19 really has done, it, it, it has highlighted the fact that we're all in different boats mm-hmm. and those boats are loaded differently and have different things in them and um, different facilities at our disposal. Yeah. And it really does make it very difficult to implement one plan. It does, exactly. And this is where we can play our part as parents in supporting the school system at the moment. Nikki, any resources on your site at the moment as we wrap? Yes, absolutely. So this evening, um, I'm actually running a workshop online or webinar, and it's called What If, What If Happens? And that relates to any kind of loss or trauma. And right now we're all experiencing a universal loss and trauma going through stages of grief and loss and transition. And secondly, I'll be publishing a white paper probably around midnight tonight. Mm -hmm. And it is entitled How to Keep Your Business Going by managing the work from home with kids dilemma. Right. And it's okay. a 15-page document. And right now, if you hop on to NikkiBush.com and go to the COVID-19 drop-down menu, there is a sign-up form. If you get your name and email address in there, we'll sure. send it to you post-haste. Fantastic. Nikki, thank you so much. As always, we'll connect again next week. And who's to say where we will be then? Maybe we'll be preparing to reemerge or maybe we'll be preparing for an extension. Well, we'll, we'll know when we get there. Thank you, Nikki. Um, and a WhatsApp from Miss K says, so with us, my kids are at my mom and their area has no fiber and network is really bad. So I'm having to send work as screenshots to them via WhatsApp. If they get stuck and I have to explain, I have to call them to explain. It has been harrowing. I've always praised teachers for their skill, but I have a newfound respect for the profession. This one comes from Miss K. Thank you for sharing that. Let's take a break.